A few weeks ago, I was in San Francisco for Stu McLaren's Impact Mastermind, and it was absolutely fantastic. Now, I pay a lot of money to be in this mastermind. And so I thought you might find it really fascinating to hear what three of my main takeaways were from this one that we just did a couple weeks ago. And so that is what I'm going to share with you today. I'm Jamie M. Swanson, and this is My Personal Brand Journey, the podcast for successful entrepreneurs and influencers who want to scale their business by growing their own personal brand. So let's dive right in. So Stu runs the Impact Mastermind in this way. We meet in person three times per year for three days each time. Now, we usually meet once in the fall, once in, say, late January, and then another in the spring. In the fall and the spring, we meet in the Toronto area where Stu's from, which makes it easy for him because then he doesn't have to travel. But in January, because it's kind of miserable in Canada in January, unless you really love the snow, which I happen to, but you know, that's besides the point. We go somewhere warm. And this year, Stu took us to San Francisco. Now, one of the members of the mastermind, his name is Nicholas Wilton. He actually lives in Sausalito, which is right next to San Francisco. And he does art workshops and has this beautiful art studio right in Sausalito. (laughs) And so he invited us to come a day early to do a one-day workshop with him in his art studio. Now, it was totally optional. He didn't charge us anything to be part of it, but he just really wanted to invite us to come and do art with him. And he really focuses on helping us overcome all the negativity in our heads around creating art and really freeing us from that and teaching some really uh, fundamental and foundational art techniques so that we can have a good sense of what makes beautiful art and what doesn't. And so it was really exciting for a bunch of us business owners. Not everyone was at this art thing. There were probably about half of us who came early for it. Some people couldn't. We did that and it was really fun to do that and to hang with people. We don't normally have that sort of thing beforehand, but this time we did. And then for the official mastermind, the first day we normally do some sort of activity together. That's kind of a group like group building experience that we can do together that's fun. And then the next two days are all business. So some of the things we've done on the fun day, like we did a food tour once in Toronto, and that was awesome. We went to a whole bunch of different restaurants that had phenomenal food, and we ate a wonderful meal together, which we almost always, I think we have always had dinner together, which is fun. And we've done stuff like cake decorating. We've done random acts of kindness challenges, uh, one last year in Miami, we did beach challenges, including building a raft out of like PVC pipe and a few other things, having to take it into the ocean out around a buoy and back. Yes, Stu made us go into an ocean on a raft we created. And yes, it was as crazy and hilarious as it sounds. Um, So we've done a whole variety of things. And Stu doesn't tell us what these activities are before we get there. They're always a surprise. And so this is one of the the things that I wanted to share with you. The activity we did this time was we did a tandem bike tour of San Francisco, basically going from the bike shop that we got the bikes from all the way across the Golden Gate Bridge into Sausalito. And then we took a ferry back to San Francisco. And so 
that first day was really the first official day. It was the second day for some of us. It was really a beautiful and exciting thing. And I think I'm going to have to share in another podcast sometime some of the lessons I learned from going over the Golden Gate Bridge on a tandem bike. That was my first time on a tandem bike, and it was definitely interesting. But one of the things that I took, one of the biggest takeaways I took from the mastermind this time wasn't actually a business piece of experience, but it was just how powerful shared experiences are. And I've known this and I've heard this, but it really hit home in San Francisco as we were talking about the fact that so many of like, because most people have stayed with the mastermind. Like, yes, we have some new people, but most of us stay year after year because it becomes a real community. And so for those of us who were in Miami and did the raft thing, we were talking about the craziness of that. And, you know, we were talking about the past activities we had done. And every time we do a shared experience like that, it builds this collective identity and like collective set of memories that we can look back on together. And it brings us closer together. I didn't really appreciate the power of the casual activity the first year that I was part of the mastermind, like, yeah, it was fun and I love to eat. So that was great. But this time in San Francisco, the way we bonded together over it, the ups and the downs of it, because sometimes there are definitely some some parts that aren't as awesome as others or things that we like more than others, or there's a variety of, it's an experience. It is an experience for better or worse. And this one I loved. I thought it was great, but it was definitely an experience that drew us together. And there's so much power in that in building a community. So not only were these, you know, these official, official, <laughs> I'm doing air quotes as I say that, the official activity, something that binds us together, but like Nicholas offering to host us an extra day and do all of that, that was a shared experience. But there are even little things like a lot of us, well, we used to call ourselves Team Airbnb. But we had some problems with Airbnb this time. And so we we switched to Team House, I think. There's several of us that stay together in this huge house. We rent a house instead of staying in a hotel. And in the evenings, after the mastermind activities are done, we sit up late and we do super geeky things like run numbers with each other and share business tactics and like basically hang out together and talk business. And for me, it's like the coolest thing ever. My husband came with the San Francisco and he came up to socialize with people because we get to know each other's families a little bit through this too. Even though he's not technically part of the mastermind events, he he's in the house afterwards for this one. And he came up and he's like, you guys were doing spreadsheets and running numbers. And he's like, you are way too geeky for me. I'm going to bed. So, you know, for me, I love it. And it's an experience, but it's it's a totally different experience than, you know, if you stay in a hotel. So that's a shared thing that, you know, a chunk of us in the group do. There was even this experience of walking from a restaurant back to the Airbnb in the rain. There's a couple of us who after dinner, I think it was the second night, most people were grabbing Ubers to head back to either the house or the hotel. And we just felt like walking. It was a beautiful night, although it was a little rainy. And we ended up walking in the rain and partway through, it started to absolutely downpour. And we were drenched by the time we got back to the house. And even though it was a it was a little thing. I feel so much closer to the people who were there on that walk with me because we had this shared experience. And 
When we share an experience like that, we basically start to share an identity because our experiences shape who we are. And so when we share these experiences with people and we share them over a long period of time, like when we grow the number of shared experiences we have, it builds a shared identity and it builds a set of memories we can look back on. And there's so much power in that. And it really binds you together in a really neat way. So that was the number one takeaway was that shared experiences are incredibly powerful. And I really came to appreciate that this time in San Francisco. (laughs) The second big takeaway that I'm going to share is kind of a funny one. And it's that we all pay what Stu McLaren calls the stupid tax at one point or another in our business and that we shouldn't let us let that hold us back and we shouldn't feel ashamed about it. So let me explain what this is. So the stupid tax is basically the mistakes we make that cost us a lot of money that we look back on and just say, oh my gosh, I can't believe that that happened, right? And so we talked a little bit about some of these in the mastermind. It was it was kind of a side note. It wasn't a main part of it. But then a bunch of us at dinner that night sat around and shared some of our biggest expensive mistakes. We'll just put it that way. Like we shared the stupid tax that we've paid in our business. And I've shared some of those with you. Like I I shared in a very early episode about how we wasted thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars building software that never came to fruition, that was broken. It was just an awful experience. It was so, so bad. And It made me really just at the time I said, I'll just never do software. Like I just, I'm not even going to consider that. Right. And it shaped my experience and I felt super foolish about it. And I was really embarrassed to tell people that it would happen and that that was part of my business experience. But man, when we're sitting there at the table and other people are talking about all the expensive mistakes they've made at like a super similar, like they've seen thousands of dollars blown as well. And whether it was they should have fired somebody sooner or they did this certain kind of ad that just didn't work, whatever it is, we all have things in our business that were mistakes and that were very expensive mistakes. And it's going to happen to all of us. So you don't have to feel bad about it. And I felt so encouraged knowing that I wasn't the only one who made these mistakes. Like, I don't know what it was about that, but Knowing that everyone makes mistakes that are expensive and it's just a normal part of business and that we don't have to let that hold us back from moving forward and still pursuing our dreams and still taking risks was really powerful. I mean, for me, we had hired an employee to do this. And so I just said, screw it. I'm not hiring employees anymore. And I was like, really, at the time, I was so broken and like financially, it really was hard on us. We had drained all of our savings on this so that I could get finished and we could launch it. And it was quote unquote finished. And then it wasn't, but it wasn't in any condition to be launched because it wasn't finished. It was just a mess. And you can hear that story. Like, I think it's the episode about all the things I didn't want. I don't want to share with you like episode four, maybe it's really early on. And that was really hard for me to share with you at the time. But now like having had this experience and hearing that everyone else has things that they you know, had and seeing that they've moved forward from that, even though it was expensive and like I've been building a team and, you know, now I've got a full-time employee and I'm going to continue building my team and it's still a good thing. And I, I didn't let that terrible experience keep me from trying it again or moving forward where I felt called to move forward, even though I had had, had this stupid tax paid in the past it was really valuable to me. And 
it was so refreshing. Even though I am sorry that all of us had those things, it was so refreshing to know that all of us have paid that tax and that you, you know, if you've made mistakes in your business that you're like, oh my gosh, that was like the worst mistake ever. And I still feel sick when I think about it. And I just really regret that entire thing. And if that keeps you from moving forward, please know that this is totally normal and don't let it hold you back from what you know you need to be doing because we all pay this tax. We all will have some huge mistake in our lives. In fact, I'd love to hear what stupid tax you've paid. I've shared mine on the podcast. So if you want to share that in our group, or if you want to send me a DM on Instagram or take a screenshot of this episode and then, you know, share your stupid text on there and tag me in it. That would be phenomenal because I, it's so encouraging. And then you can see what other people have gone through as well. And it's just really encouraging to know that we're not the only one that makes mistakes. I think it was really easy for me to say, wow, I was foolish and make that a reflection of who I was. So to hear everybody talking about that casually at dinner and admitting to the most, like the biggest mistakes they've made was really powerful. And again, it, drew us together as a group. It was awesome. So first takeaway was how much power there is in shared experiences to create a shared identity and a strong community. So that was takeaway number one. Two, we all pay the stupid tax at one point or another in our business and that we shouldn't let that hold us back in any way. And we don't even need to feel shame about it. Like we can admit it, we can share it and we can be free of it and we can still move forward even though we had that terrible experience. And it doesn't mean that that experience is going to be the same in the future. Like we can still move forward in a positive and healthy way. And that is so freeing. Okay. So the third takeaway that I took from the mastermind, and this is a big one, and I've talked a little bit about this in the past, but it's all about the importance in the leadership, specifically for me in growing the team that I'm growing in my business. Because if I want to continue to grow this business where I want it to go, and you know, I've got this massive project that I want to accomplish that I need to have patience about. And you can hear about that in one of my past episodes. In fact, I believe it's episode 16. You can go back and listen to when I had this big project going through my head, uh, this big revelation of this big project I want to do. But if I want to do this big project, and if I want to move my business forward in this massive way... I have to be a leader and I need to be willing to let go of key things in my business that I'm currently doing now that I need somebody else to be doing. Like I need to be able to scale my business in a way that I never have before. And I've started doing that. I know that I'm on the right track. I've been building my team up and I need to continue doing that. And that's scary. It's scary to be responsible for this paying for salaries and wages for all the people you're bringing on your team. And it's even more scary to let go of the control, especially honestly, last month in January, I hired somebody for a project who dropped the ball in a massive, massive way. And it was just awful. And it cost us a lot of money, a lot of money. And it was just, it was bad. It was so bad. And I'll probably share that story with you at some point because there's definitely some huge takeaways I had from it. But that's a, uh, I think that'll be a podcast for the future when it's not quite so fresh and painful still. But, you know, I have to be willing to, as James Wedmore says, let other people drive the bus. 
But also when you do that, you're letting them crash the bus too. And that's kind of what happened in January is I gave away a bunch of control of some of the stuff that's really key and the balls were dropped. I mean, the balls were like thrown. (laughs) It was so bad. But you've got to be willing to do that and then bounce back when things do go wrong and say, hey, okay, yeah, this was an awful experience, but you know, it didn't sink our business. It wasn't that bad. We still had a great launch and it is what it is, but you have to be willing to let go of some of that. And that's really hard for me because I'm the type of person who loves to learn. I love to have control and make everything perfect. And I know that as I let more and more people do projects and not just like tell them what tasks to do, but say, hey, here's the big goal. Here's what I want to accomplish. It's your responsibility to figure out how to do it and to make it happen by this date that's really hard because normally I'm the one figuring out, okay, here's the tasks we're going to do. Here's how we're going to do it. I'm doing all the strategy. I'm telling, it's moving from micromanaging and saying, okay, you're going to do this task and this task, but I'm still going to keep all that responsibility in my head to saying, nope, now I'm passing the entire thing to you. And it's your job to stress about it (laughs) and to plan it out, figure out how it's going to happen, make it happen. And then you're going to be accountable for it. And it's super freeing, but it's super scary at the same time. Because what if they don't do a good job? What if they don't do it, you know, in a way that I would like to do it or whatever else? But it's so important that if we're going to continue growing our business and really scaling well into the seven figures, it's important that I don't try and do it all myself. I'm not a solopreneur. I really need to step up and be the CEO of my business. And the biggest key for me here with that is not just passing off tasks to people, which I've been very good at doing over this past year, but actually passing over that responsibility to somebody else to totally own that project so that I don't have to think about it at all. In fact, in this huge project that I've talked about back in episode 16, which I know I'm not giving a lot of details and I'm totally vague booking it, but it's a huge project and it's something that's so outside of my comfort zone. Um, One of the things that I will probably do is I'm probably going to seek a partner who can own part of the project. That's just not my strength and let them be fully responsible for that area of the project And that's totally foreign to me and it's totally scary and it brings up a whole host of other uh, hesitations and fears and whatever else. But it's also really exciting to me to think that I can give that section of the project away to somebody else. And it's not giving it away, but like let them worry about it. Let them figure out how to do the execution of it. And yes, I'm still going to have input. And yes, we're still going to converse together and have a shared vision and whatever else. But like to not have to worry about what the steps are or who's going to do it or how it's going to get done or any of that stuff, like to have somebody else truly own that segment of what we're doing it's so freeing. And I haven't done that before. Like I've gotten really good at giving out tasks, but I haven't been really good about giving over full responsibility for these things. And so that was a huge, huge takeaway from the mastermind. In fact, Stu McLaren had a woman who's, I think her name is Annie Hyman Platt come in. Platt or Pratt? I'll put her name in the show notes, but she talked to us for a few hours And it was completely transformational. It was all about team building. It was all about really how, not just how to hire people to do tasks for you, but how to structure a team for true growth. 
and how to pass off these big areas of responsibility to people to, and like their job is making sure that happens and figuring out how to make that happen and getting me a result as opposed to me saying, here's your specific task. You do this X, Y, and Z and me worrying about getting the result. It's a totally different level of leadership that I haven't taken before that I'm really excited to step up and take. So, all right, guys, that is my three huge takeaways for the mastermind with Stu McLaren. There was tons more, but those are the three that stood out. The power of shared experiences and how that really shapes a community and creates a shared identity. (laughs) The freedom of knowing that we all pay the stupid tax in our business and make very expensive mistakes and that it doesn't say anything about me or my character And I can move forward despite the fact that I've had these huge failures because we all do and we all keep moving forward and it's awesome and it's okay. And then third, the importance of leadership in growing my team and handing off full responsibilities to people and not just tasks to them. So I hope you found that helpful. There's so much more like that barely scratched the surface of the stuff we talked about in the mastermind. I mean, we talked about stuff like how to get lots and lots of opt-ins using Facebook ads. And just, we, I mean, we talked more about partnerships. That was one person's hot seat was all about partnerships. And there's tons of different topics we covered, but these were the three that really stood out to me. Two of them weren't even specific topics, really. They were just part of the experience. And if you're at a level in your business, if you're you know over six figures, you're in the multiple six figures, and you've never joined a mastermind or you've never worked with a coach, I can't recommend it enough because being surrounded by other successful people is so powerful. Like being part of team house and hanging out and talking business and like being able to be so open with the other people and be part of a community that's really dedicated to helping each other grow is so valuable. And I know that the growth that I've seen over the past two years is a direct result of being part of this mastermind. I mean, my income in January alone for 2019 was more than the entire yearly income for 2017. That's a huge increase and we are growing very fast. And that is not by accident. Being part of this mastermind and seeing what other high-level entrepreneurs are doing in their industries and in their businesses and being able to ask for help and Honestly, being able to have friends that really get me that I hang out with in person is so valuable to me. And I know that it's something that could be incredibly valuable for you as well. So if you're at that point and you said, you know, I'm because for me, for a while, I'm like, I get this. I know how to grow a business. I'm smart. I don't need these things. And they're very expensive. Like masterminds generally are anywhere from like 25,000 to 50,000 or more per year. So these are really expensive. And that's not even including travel expenses or any of that stuff. So it's not cheap to join, but it has definitely paid off in huge ways. And it is one of the most rewarding things I do. In fact, it's like my dream vacation. I mean, I love my kids and I love doing family stuff, but being with other people who are as geeky about business as I am and who love helping each other as much as I do feeds my soul. 
And they're my people. Like I call it my mastermind, even though I'm not the one leading it because I feel ownership of that community. And it's like, I've claimed it as my own, which is a funny thing that I do about things <laughs> that I really love. It's not mine. I'm just a part of it. It's Stu's mastermind, but they're my people. And it is my community that I hold the dearest. And my business would not be where it is today if it wasn't for the guidance that I've received through the mastermind if it wasn't for the information I've learned from the other people in the mastermind. And it's been one of the best things that I've ever done in my business. So if you're at that point and you want to continue scaling, I cannot recommend joining a mastermind enough. Eventually, I want to be leading my own. So you, that'll, that's probably not until at least the end of this year. But for now, in the meantime, if you're looking for one, there's definitely lots of them available. Find somebody that you really resonate with in terms of values and culture. Like I've wanted to join a mastermind for a long time, but hadn't found anyone who had the ethical standards that Stu does. It's really important to me to have somebody who had a high level of ethics. And so it was really great. And I talked more about joining a mastermind back in episode five. So you can check that out. It's called How I Found My Niche Using Google. But I talk a lot about joining the mastermind and if I should have or not. And um, you'll find that very interesting, but highly recommend it. So anyways, those are the big three takeaways. I'll try and do these more in the future if you like them. In the meantime, if you haven't subscribed yet, why not? Please go subscribe. Leave a review for the podcast if you found it helpful and um, join our Facebook group. It's linked in the show notes. I'd love to have you there. And uh, I'd love to get to know you there and help you on your personal brand journey of growing your personal brand and your business. So it's a great community. Join us there. That'd be awesome. And in the next episode, I want to share with you something that I've really been struggling with lately. And it's funny to me because I feel like I know really clearly what my niche is but I feel like I'm totally lacking in clarity on this one thing. And that one thing is what I will talk about in the next episode. And it's a big one. If you don't have clarity on this, it's going to be really hard for you to get the success that you really want. So we're going to talk about that in the next episode. I will see you there. Hey, real quick before you go, number one, if you thought this episode was helpful and you know somebody personally that would enjoy it, would you send them a link to it? That would be super awesome. But second, if you enjoyed it, I also have a private podcast just for my email subscribers that I think you would really love. Now, you can listen to it on the same podcast player, just like you are this current podcast, but it's only accessible through a unique link that I will send to you via email. Now, this is the behind the scenes look at what I'm doing in my business. It's literally my thoughts about my business casually as I'm thinking about it. So it's not after I've done a bunch of stuff and I've distilled it down to a couple of points and I'm sharing, you know, just the highlights with you. Like this is the stuff in the moment that's working, that's not. Um, I have an episode in there that's all about the problems with my offer. I have things that I've been thinking about in terms of messaging and just all sorts of stuff that's going through my brain as I'm growing this business. And I'd love to share it with you. So if you would like to listen, all you need to do is go to gettheprivatepodcast.com, enter your name and your email, and I will send it right over to you. You'll get an email with a link that is yours. You can't share it with other people. It won't work for them, but it will work for you. And I know that you are going to love it. You just got to click the link, follow the podcast on your favorite podcast player, 
and away you go. You'll be automatically updated when there's new episodes. So hope to see you on the private podcast. Again, that is gettheprivatepodcast.com and have a great day. Thanks for listening.